are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. As Involve.ai is doing $185,000 a month in revenue today, that's up from total revenue last year of $1.5 million and total revenue in 2021, a year before that, of just 250 k They slugged for four years, launched in 2017 to get that first 250 k had 16 grand left in the bank, almost shut it down, and then G recognized, oh my gosh, Verizon's got a bunch of accounts on our platform, 40K people using it. They landed a $1.45 million contract with Verizon. That spurred them to where they are today. Raised a 16 million Series A last year at a 64 million post-money valuation. They still have the majority of that, over 10 million in the bank. They're uh, they're not profitable yet, but only burning 90 grand a month relative to the cash in the bank. Plenty of runway there. Team of 12 as a scale, involve.ai. It helps you understand which of your customers are likely to expand or stay flat or even churn or contract helps you deliver a better customer experience. Hey folks, my guest today is Guru Bhattacharya. He is, uh, or he goes by G. He grew up in Delhi, lost his father to cancer at a young age, and this led to his first venture, a patient experience platform for doctors. Following its success, he moved to the US, dove into AI. His goal, revolutionizing workplace, product, healthcare, pet care, and finance with AI. He's doing this at Involve.ai. Grub, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, super excited to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. And I, like I was telling you, Nathan, I'm such a big fan of the podcast and it's an honor to be here. Well, okay. Now tell me all your numbers. <laughs> tell me, tell, <laughs> tell me, you know the drill, right? So tell me a story of a customer that's using you today and what they use you for. Yeah, sounds good. So so we've had a kind of like a roller coaster journey. So I'll kind of start from the top here. So when we started Involve, we started it as a you know, our, our goal was, hey, we'll start an employee experience platform. So we were like, hey, people would go and give back to the community. That's what me and my co-founder were really passionate about. So we started as a B2C application. We got and what year was that? Downloads. And this was in 2017. So we 2017. had involved with a very long journey now, multiple products. So 2017, we started this company. We raised a little bit of seed money. We raised $1.5 million. And we got to tons of users. And so we were sending millions of people around the world do community events and volunteering events around them. But we could just never find like how to monetize this. We were not able to make any money or make it a sustainable business. We got to 250,000 in annual revenue. So that was kind of like our journey. What year was that? Starting. It took about four years. So four years of slogging and, and we just couldn't turn on a monetization switch. So what year uh, did so you do 250 grand a year? Uh, that was like year four. So that so was like 2021? 2020. 2020. 2021. That's spot on. Okay. 2021, actually. Yeah. So so you got it. And then, so for our, our journey, Nathan, was, you know, I had two weeks of runway left. I had like $16,000 in the bank. I had nine people in the company. And we were like, hey, we, I was actually writing like a goodbye email to all our users. And then my co-founder comes to me and he's like, hey, you have, you have all of this data on our system, right? We've been collecting. We had Salesforce. We had user data. We had Snowflake for all our users. We have AWS data. And he was like, can we analyze this to really find out like what 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 failed? Like why did we mess up and what kind of led to this like downfall basically? 
So we were like, okay, one last attempt, we're going to go back and look at all this data. And we find out that we have 40,000 users from Verizon uh, using us for free. So we were like, why are so many users from Verizon using us? And, and so we reached out to one of the HR leaders and we were like, hey, you know, just want to let you know we're shutting down the platform. Um, and she was upset. She was like, don't shut it down because we rely on this. Like we go do all these community events. We do our corporate social responsibility through this. So that was really cool, right? So that was a really in, great insight. They actually decided to pay us $1.45 million because that was in their budget of what they were spending or looking for a platform that year in 2021, which gave us enough runway to survive. We did pivot, however, into the realm of AI. Well, but gee, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So we can't just skip over you. Yeah. You So 2020, you go back, you do your research. 2021, you convince Ryzen to pay you $1.45 million. That's all money up front in that year, 2021? That is correct. Yep. That was 2021. <laughs> okay. But you just told me you did 250K of revenue in 2021. So when did the 1.45 million revenue that, come that was, in? Yeah. So that was, that was in 2021. Um, that was November of 2021 where Eisen paid us 1.45. We're not counting his annual revenue because that was just like to service the community platform, which we no longer service. But that was like the aha moment for us that said, Hey, there's something here. We can look at the data that we have and come to some really strong aha moments, can we do this for other companies? And that's kind of what led to our current platform and what we are up to now, basically. So I see. That's, I just wanted to kind of plug that story. So uh, that's kind of how we started. Well, so uh, G, give us the story. So 200, 250K of revenue in 2021. What was revenue in 2022? So I'm not going to count Verizon of, of this. So we, we went from... Uh, so again, the 250,000 in revenue was also from the old product. So not counting any of the old product, we went from zero to 1.5 million in ARR from 20, from when we started in 2022 to where we ended 2022 at. So that was kind of our revenue in 2022. Okay. Got it. And then where do you think you'll finish this year at? So this year we're launching another product. So we want to get to about 5 million by the end of the year. And how much revenue did you do last month? In June. So June, we are at 2.2 million now. Oh, wow. Okay. So you did about $180,000 in revenue last month. Mm -hmm. That's correct. So now tell us a customer story today. Who's a customer paying you today and how do they use you? Yeah. So I'll, I'll think of a customer. One of our favorite customers is a company called Nintex. And so Nintex is a hundred million 150 million ARR company. Um, they are a company that does like, um, they have workflow management systems and we plug into their insights. So they have a lot of customer data that they collect. So usage patterns, usage trends. They also collect data about the sales and Salesforce, like who are they selling to? What are they selling? How are they selling? We are a prediction platform, so we call ourselves like an early warning system, and that's kind of what we are building. For what? Early so warning for what? Is, so early warning for predicting customer health, customer churn. That's kind of what we have been doing up till now. We so you can do like churn zero and some of these retention tools? So we're not a customer success platform, so they have a lot of their workflow tools, uh, but we would compete. You could say we compete with churn zero, like Gainsight would be another one, right? The others as well. Uh, I see. But what we are focused on, our, our, our specialty is, can we look at your data? Can we apply AI to it? And can we help you make meaningful predictions on 
which customers to focus on, which sales opportunities to focus on. And then now what we are launching is also like, can you now generate generate lead lists or opportunity lists or target lists and then have automated follow-ups on your behalf. So like AI do follow-ups for you. So for Nintex as an example, they use it for, for looking at the data and saying, these are a list of our 100,000 customers, which 20,000 customers are at risk of churn, which 30,000 customers have upsell cost of opportunities and why, and then can we craft meaningful automated sequences Then someone can go and edit and tweak per customer and then send it off and just have that automated process of predicting which customers to focus on, what to do about it, and then doing that and, and taking that act, next action. So this makes doing tons all of, of sense. That, yeah. So, so, so what, uh, talk to me a little bit about how many customers today, how many full-time, sorry, how many customers are paying you at least something per month right now? Yeah, seven, 70 customers right now. Well, okay. So you're very much an enterprise motion. I mean, you're, you're charging a lot. I would say mid, mid-market, yeah. Mid-market motion, um, average contract values are $52,000, I believe right now. Uh, but 40, 50,000, 60,000, those are like our average deals. We are trying to launch like a really self-serve motion. It's very new for us, uh, but we just launched the application in the Chrome store. We call it R2D2 uh, from Star Wars. And we just launched the Chrome app. We literally launched it 10 days ago, Nathan. Uh, so it's a great plug for me. And hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, it's much better, but it's free to use. And we have 500 users just using it in the past 10 days now. So getting some tracks in here, but so, so G, hold on, slow down, slow down, hold on. I want to slow down a little bit. I want to break down some of this. So, so you launched R2D2, join R2D2.com. It has 288 users right now on the That's Chrome fair. store and 13 reviews. Did you do something specific to get those 13 reviews so quickly? Did you ask? And if so, what copy did you use to get the reviews? <laughs> we did. We asked some of our early users. We were like, hey, if you're having value, if you're getting value, it's actually 500 users, Nathan. Chrome store always takes more time to update. So I can see the numbers here on our user base. It's always like a week late. Uh, that's something that we have noticed and others have too. Um, the reviews were early early users who were using it. Uh, I wrote the first review because I was like, hey, I really get value out of this. And you know, I just want to get the ball rolling. But we asked some of our early users to say, hey, can you please give us feedback? And, and uh, if you like it, then post a review there. Yeah, I mean, that's a key thing about when you launch on the stores, you've got to figure out how to get five-star reviews quickly. So after you posted, you got Ryan Laughlin to give it, right. Susie Pang, Paul Arambal. These are all, it sounds like, active customers on the platform that you asked. That's correct. Yep. Wow. That's great. Okay, I love this. Um, how many, so I guess 70 folks, uh, 70 paying customers today, you're doing $185,000 a month on revenue. That means the average customer is paying something like $2,500, grand a month for the tool, what are ways that you upsell? Do you upsell on number of customers, number of seats, feature-based upselling? How do you do it? Yeah, so we are not great at this, Nathan, so I'm not gonna like do a good job at this. Like for, for all our products, we've been really bad at an upsell motion. We basically, the customers who have bought more have been like, have, were completely underpaying us. And we've, we've, we haven't nailed on pricing, just being right sincere here. We, we basically have always been like all you can eat kind of pricing. So it's like, hey, let's get all your users, unlimited users. Now we are moving into a consumption-based package. So we've come up with this terminology called actions when every company that we work with gets 5,000 actions with us. And when they will use those actions, they will have an upsell motion, but it's too early for us. So far we have been like pricing super simple. It's like you get unlimited users, you get everything and we haven't done 
good pricing and packaging. Maybe something that I should learn better, <laughs> watch all your other podcasts and, and do something good. Here. Well, it's just when I go to your pricing page, I see an error. It says, hello, this quiz is unavailable. So I'm curious how you're signing up people if your pricing page seems to be broken. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. It just it just broke yesterday. We were trying to implement a new pricing. So big catch there. I'm going to go and fix it. What were you trying to ch- change or test? We were adding the consumption-based pricing and just like open, transparent pricing so people could sign up to that motion. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay, very cool. Um, You keep saying we. You mentioned a co-founder. At the start, did you guys just split it 50-50? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, 50-50. That's awesome. And how many yeah, folks so are full-time many- today? Small team, we're 12 people right now. <clears throat> That's amazing. So 12 people doing 185 grand a month in revenue. That's good revenue per employee. What's the team look like? How many engineers? Yeah, so we have 70% of us as engineers. So my co-founder is product. So she does product design. And then we have one designer. Rest of them are full stack engineers. And then we have a couple of people in sales and marketing. Three people in sales and marketing and customer success. And have you raised any more since the 1.7 pre-seed round in 2017? We did. We actually got a Series A with Sapphire Ventures. So they led our Series A in 2022. And we raised $16 in Series A. And we haven't used a lot of that money. We still have that cash. And we just want to find like deep product market fit before we start like expanding the team, growing the team and adding to it. So very focused on building a great product first that has good unit economics. And then we want to go to market with it. And you said one, 6 million, 16 million. That is good. Yep. Interesting. What value, can I ask what valuation you raised that at or a range? Yeah, it was 48 pre, so 64 post. Interesting. And, and help me understand how you negotiated that valuation. Did it feel fair at the time? Yeah, they were really nice. You know, this was like the first, big round that we had ever done and I'm not a good fundraiser. So <laughs> we asked them what's fair and what's market. And they were like, this is, this looks good. We were like, great, <laughs> let's do it. So we didn't go through negotiations or I, I'm not, I wasn't a good founder where I was like, no, we should be hundred million, but I feel we did the right thing because there's a lot of, you know, CEOs that, that I listened to that raised that really high valuations, hundred, 200, 300, 400, 500 million in early, early days. And it's really hard now, right? With the markets where they are, it's really hard to, live up to those valuations. So um, we were lucky that we got a fair number. It's still high from where we were and where we are, but I feel we can catch up to it and at least get to the next stage. Uh, and how, how much, and for going, us, going back to your 1.7 pre-seed round in 2017, did you sell about 20 or 25% of the company back then? Mm-hmm. We did 25% back then, and then we did like close to then 20-ish percent in the next round. Okay, got it. So that first round cap was something like six million, seven million, something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. that Interesting. Six, six million pre. Six pre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really good match. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> match, Nathan. You know my. You know my style. So I mean, how do you? How old? How old are you today, G? I'm 29. And so when you look at sort of what you're learning, right, you've sold sort of call it 20, 25% of your company twice now, right? So you're diluted down to probably something like 25, 26% to yourself. Um, how do you think about managing dilution? Yeah, so for now, Nathan, I, what we have learned now, and the markets have changed a lot, right? I'm sure you guys are, you guys are looking at that too. Now, from now on, we really don't think capital is a big lever at all in anyway, especially with AI. I, I'm a big believer that with artificial intelligence, 
people will be able to do just so much more, right? Everything that does not require deep human connection, like us talking and sharing ideas, can be done better, faster, and cheaper with AI. So we're doing a lot of work for in our product, but we're doing 70% of our coding is now done with AI. We are big users of BART and GPT and some of the GPT engineers, some open source models. We use it like religiously. We use it for copywriting. We use it for sales. We, we use our own product to be able to find leads, to create personalized emails, send it out to customers, send it out to new prospects. I feel more and more the times are going to be back to like the early days of like when Instagram was sold for a billion dollars with just 13 people, when WhatsApp was $20 billion with just 40 people. I feel that's the time we're going back to and AI is going to help us do that. And capital is not going to be a massive leverage. It's going to be a leverage without, if you can get it without dilution, like how you guys are also working on the, the fund that you guys are working on. I feel that's the new way of doing it. So for us right now, we're so focused on product and adding customers organically. We don't think we would need to raise another round, at least in the near future, to keep growing and we feel we can get to 10 million, even 20 million in ARR very quickly without even raising extra capital. How much um, of the 16 million that, Series A do you still have in the bank today? Um, 75% of it. So 10 million plus now. Oh, wow. Million. I have to check, I have to check how much. Okay. That. okay, that's great. And and what is what are your, like in terms of monthly, are you burning capital today each month or no? Very little. So our gross is like 2.5 million a year and then we're we're not breaking even, but we're close to break even. Well, just look at the numbers. If we just look at the numbers from like last month, so if you did one hundred eighty-five thousand of top line revenue in June, and your total expenses were three hundred k, your net burn would have been like a hundred k or something. That's exactly what the net burn is. Yeah, I think it's ninety k a month right now on average. That's yeah, that's great. You have plenty. You have plenty run right, G. Well, we're we're rooting for you, but we're out of time for today. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number cool. one, what's your favorite book? Ooh, you know, I would say How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Always a classic. I really enjoy rereading it all the time, especially as an engineer. I love going back to it. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Oh, I love Elon Musk. You know, he's polarizing, but I love following him. I feel the guy's brilliant, you know, beautiful product. So I I hope he wins. You know, I hope Twitter wins. Number three, (laughs) what's your favorite online tool for building Involve? Oh, great question. I think GitHub is amazing. You know, we live and breathe through it. They have so many free tools for coding now. Like the Copilot is free for everyone. Um, there's always a paid version, but that's that's my favorite. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Oh, I try to average at six. You know, I feel like anything more, I feel guilty that I'm not working hard enough. You know, I'm still like, I'm a hard worker. I love working seven days a week. Uh, but if any less, I'm not productive at all. So I, six, six and a half is beautiful for me. And you mentioned you're 29 today. Mm-hmm, that is correct. Yep. Okay. And uh, what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? Single, no kids. You know, my startup's my baby. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I have a couple of far babies, a couple of dogs, and that's that. That's all. Last question, G. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Oh, I just believe in yourself. You know, I've always doubted myself a lot. I feel like especially as an immigrant founder coming to the U.S., I've had a difficult time do believing that I'm good enough, that I can be a good CEO, I can be a good founder, or I could just be a good salesperson or a good engineer. I think that imposter syndrome. So if I can go back and just say, hey, believe in yourself more, believe in your gut and intuition, I, I wish I did that earlier.
Guys, Involve.ai is doing $185,000 a month in revenue today. That's up from total revenue last year of $1.5 million and total revenue in 2021, a year before that, of just $250K. They slugged for four years, launched in 2017 to get that first $250K, had 16 grand left in the bank, almost shut it down. And then G recognized, oh my gosh, Verizon's got a bunch of accounts on our platform, 40K people using it. They landed a $1.45 million contract with Verizon. That spurred them to where they are today. Raised a 16 million Series A last year at a 64 million post money valuation. They still have the majority of that, over 10 million in the bank. They're pro- uh, they're not profitable yet, but only burning 90 grand a month relative to the cash in the bank. Plenty of runway there. A team of 12 as a scale, involve.ai. It helps you understand which of your customers are likely to expand or stay flat or even churn or contract. Helps you deliver a better customer experience. Gee, thanks for taking us to the top.